0: Welcome to Coffee with Dr. Stewart. This show will provide our listeners up to date medical information from a leading neurotologist, neuroimmune, and genomic specialist. I am your host, Kara Stewart Mullins, and I invite you to sit back, grab your favorite beverage or cup of coffee, and let's have Coffee with Dr. Stewart. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Coffee with Dr. Stewart. I am your host, Kara Stewart-Mullins. And of course, we have the doctor of all doctors, Dr. Kendall Stewart. You're such a ridiculous guy. <laughs> everybody <coughs> doesn't know. We're brother and sister, so I tend to tease him a little bit. Right. Dr. Stewart, how are you? I'm doing great today. You had a good holiday?
1: I had a great holiday. It I went was to New Taos. Year's.
0: Oh. Yeah, with
1: some church friends, went oh. to towels.
0: Nice.
1: Uh, got, got a little cold, but
0: right. I like I think, that kind of I think stuff. it was negative six.
1: <laughs> in fact, we couldn't even stand out and watch the fireworks. It, oh was, my like, gosh. it was like three degrees. They
0: with, would freeze the in the air as they blow up. <laughs> <laughs> well, they
1: managed to blow them up. But.
0: Well, Dr. Stewart, a couple episodes ago, we did um, we talked about stem cell therapy. Mm-hmm. Very enlightening. If anybody gets to go back and listen on Coffee with com about stem cells. But there's another piece of stem cells that you've started to do in your clinic. And it's called exosomes therapy. Correct. All right, I'm gonna. This is a, a really tough, tough uh, topic for me because I don't know a lot about it. Because it right. is. There's not a lot of doctors around the U.S. that offer it.
1: Well, really, um, in order to understand <clears throat> exosome therapy, you kind of have to understand the natural progression of what everybody's trying to be, uh, trying to accomplish over the last decade or so.
0: And um, know, can I just give a quick definition and sure. a few Go facts? Ahead. I always like to give the fun facts. It says, exosomes, the treatment, are being heralded as the next frontier of cell therapy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Also, exosome therapy are tiny vesicles that are released by all types of cells and found in abundant, abundantly in bodily fluids. Exosomes allow cells to communicate with one another without being in direct contact. Correct. The major role is to carry the information they hold and deliver signals between specific cells. Correct. Okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> How do they help?
1: (laughs) Well, listen, exosomes were discovered about 30 years ago. And what they realized is the way that cells would communicate with each other is they'd take a um, a little piece of the cell membrane and the cell would essentially surround what other molecule they wanted to send out. And they'd send them out in these little packets of cell membranes. And that's what a true exosome is. Okay. Now, what's important about the exosome is it's able to be delivered to another cell because it's contained in a cell membrane. But what's really important about it is what's inside the exosome. Okay. Okay. Because it can carry a message of inflammation, of anti-inflammation, of repair,
0: right?
1: Of growth, of of essentially all types of
0: something good good or something bad.
1: Now, something good or something bad, and that's what everybody was worried about at first. Right. And then when everybody discovered stem cells and realized that um, they could be utilized, first they started with embryonic stem cells, which mm-hmm. there's a lot of ethical issues around. Right. I personally have a problem with it. That's just my personal bias. Um, they realized that there was a big problem with um, potential graft versus host rejecting rejecting cells. Right. Unless they were your own. So they went then went to PRP therapies. Okay or or fat derived stem cells where they'd take you know your blood or your fat they and take my inject, bone
0: marrow and they would
1: inject it into your knee or your neck or somewhere and that was fine because it was yours but the problem is you and I don't have near the stem cells of a newborn
0: baby I no okay, I not do even not close
1: <laughs> so we kind of then worked ourselves up to try to say what in the heck are we going to do because we can't really take a stem cell from one adult and send it to another that's like sending something like me taking your kidney, and even though we're related, we would really have to match or we'd have to suppress your immune system because you'd reject it. Okay. So they realized that after that, we could actually then take umbilical stem cells, which we talked about before, Mm -hmm. and because they didn't have the surface markers that were necessary to recognize that something was formed, they could actually utilize those. Because they're brand new. But ultimately, what happened is the FDA and many other doctors were worried about cancer risk and cancer potential why? Uh, just because when you take another cell from somebody else and put it in there, if the environment is not correct, right it will actually develop into what we call a teratoma, which is kind of a childhood type cancer. Okay. So everybody has always been worried about that. We have kind of solved that with the with the umbilical stem cell therapy mm-hmm. But at the back of the mind, everybody's been worried a little bit about what's the cancer risk transmission, what's the risk of infectious disease, all those types of right. things when you put a whole cell in. Now, there's another group of people instead of taking stem cells from an umbilical cord is they actually get them from an adult, they genetically modify them, and they grow them. Okay. Okay? And what happens is during that growth period, because this is a stem cell, it is secreting exosomes that are... The stem
0: cell is. The
1: stem cell is secreting exosomes into the fluid around it of every repair factor that's that's necessary, up to 200 repair or growth factors, because in that in that stem cell's mind, it's going to grow a baby. Okay, Do you understand. And so, what's happening is it's secreting all the different nutritional delivery information systems, that a new including human growth would mean. hormone, right? And so, they realized that if we could take that and concentrate it, and then take the cells out, mm-hmm. we would essentially be left with a super juice for healing.
0: Super juice, super I like juice. that. I like that. And so,
1: and because it doesn't have cells in it, it doesn't carry the cancer risk. Oh, okay. I
0: want some super juice. Here is the <laughs> other thing that
1: was unique. When you deal with the stem cell, the one thing the stem cell does not secrete is pro-inflammatory chemicals. Okay. Because you can't have inflammation when you are trying to heal a tissue. Right. So, what's really unique is that when they learned that they could take these exosomes and they could put them into a person. And because they were so purified, they would go in IV. They could go into the scalp. They first started injecting scalp. Hair loss, I saw okay. that. Yeah. They then started injecting male organs Right. for health. They then started injecting joints. And eventually we got to IV, and they are tolerated beautifully. But because they are fairly purified and the body is used to having them, it really doesn't cause any potential risk to the patient.
0: So give us a, a little... Uh, example of a patient recently okay, that you've
1: so seen? That, let, me, let me go back for a second. Let's right. go back to the hair. So the first thing okay. they did was take these people with phase 8 balding,
0: okay, which where
1: they thought the hair follicle was dead. And they took it and they injected it in the scalp and in most of those people within a couple of weeks the hair started shooting out. Really? The but the one then happened because exosomes, really their length of or duration of action is usually 24 to 48 hours. Right. So everybody was like, well, we're going to have to repeat this a lot. Well, what happened, though, is when they started putting that in, the hair did grow out where they injected it, but we also noticed after a few weeks it was growing in places that we didn't inject
0: it. So it's
1: So what was happening is when you started to make the general function of the cells healthier, they then started secreting their own exosomes to start telling the, the cells around them to become healthier with them. Really? Do you understand?
0: Yeah, so it basically spreads. Right,
1: and we call that paracrine activity which means Heracrine. a healthy cell can tell the cell next to it or close to it to become healthy also by excreting its own exosome.
0: That's fascinating. That, that all started with just hair.
1: Well, that's where they went to first because it's an easy start. Right. Then they went into facial cosmetics and they went into penile. Right. And, you know, joints and things like that. And those are well and good. But, you know, in my clinic, I'm interested in major neurological and immunological diseases. Right, because disease. you have super sick people. And what we realized is that uh, the wonderful thing about stem cells from an umbilical s- source is that we could give them IV, but the problem with the stem cell itself is that it's just a seed. Right. And what's important about the seed, and this is actually a, a, you know, a parable from Jesus.
0: Okay. You love those.
1: Right. It's not the seed. It's where the seed lands. It's the fertility of the soil. Right. Right. So the parable Words goes brought. where you spread seeds and some land on rocks, some land on the path, some land in the fertile soil in the field, which mm-hmm. ones grow better, okay? And so what we're now realizing is because exosomes are quite a bit cheaper um, than, in stem essence cells? To, than stem cells to give, so basically what we're realizing is if we can use an exosome to essentially improve the health of the general system right. and recognize who needs stem cells versus who just needs exosomes genetically— then we're able to use an exosome, and if you need a stem cell, come in a few weeks later and put on a stem cell into a much more fertile environment, and it explodes in its effectiveness.
0: Really? Correct. Because I wanted to talk to you about how do you decide, you know, what Which, which, which do you go first with the stem cells? Do you we're go doing first it with the by exosome? the seat of our
1: pants, Carol.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> You don't we're rarely say that. Out. Well, but
1: we're we're you know I've gone. How through many doctors
0: so- in the U.S. do this? I mean, right okay. now
1: exosomes, right? Uh, lots of cosmetic doctors, lots of hair loss, lots of men's health clinics okay. do it. Okay, um, a lot of doctors are using it with PRP and without. So you know, I would say that it's it's not a small industry, but it's not an industry in the neurological and immunological it's, health.
0: Like you said, cosmeceuticals. It's
1: mostly cosmetics. Okay. okay, and so what we're trying to do. Um, is not only take it out of that realm because it's one thing to have a pretty face and nice hair, okay? Right. But when you're dealing with Lou Gehrig's disease, please, you understand? Parkinson's, what I'm saying?
0: anything like that? You know, Huntington's,
1: Korea, all these stuff. Alzheimer's. Of oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the nice thing about exosomes, as composed as opposed to stem cells, is when we put stem cells in, they have to go to where they're going to go, and they have to multiply before they start to give you the effect. So I tell people don't really judge what your stem cells are doing for you for four to six months. Right. Whereas exosomes, when you put them in, you should start to notice something's different within two to three weeks.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because I was reading that, you know, like you said, it's it's active for about 24 to 48 hours. And I I, I asked you, I go, does that sure. mean it dies off afterwards? You no. said no. No carries on what it
1: does and and we can talk about this after the break but um it depends on what they carry and so there are components that are carried immediately like growth factors and then there are other components that actually go into the cell and tell the cell to make other growth factors and other healing factors and so that's something we can discuss after the break
0: okay well let's take a quick break because i want to talk about you know Everybody knows that you're a big autism specialist as well. Neurological, traumatic brain injury, everything. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with Coffee with Dr. Stewart.
2: Have you recently heard the medical term methylation? Do you know what it could mean to you or your family's health? Methylation is responsible for over 250 processes in the body and without proper methylation, this could mean the difference between a healthy life or a life of not feeling well. At Neurobiologics, our core mission is to help people understand what methylation means to them and create products to support the methylation process. If you or someone you know has issues with memory, mood, fatigue, headaches, stomach issues, recovery from exercise, then take a few moments to visit our website, neurobiologics.com. View our videos by leading physicians on methylation and what nutritional formulas may be right for you. Overcoming a methylation deficiency may not happen quickly, but it can be done. Neurobiologics, pharmaceutical-grade nutrition created by experts. Does it take you forever to go to sleep or do you wake up often throughout the night? Well, we have the all-natural formula you may need to help relax, rest, and be rejuvenated. Neuronite Essentials by Neurobiologics. Some of your favorite sleep support ingredients all in one capsule. With melatonin, GABA, magnesium, valerian, and chamomile, this formula may give you the rest you've been missing. Neuro Night Essentials make your night a Neuro Night. Visit Neurobiologics.com for more details.
0: All right, and we're back with Coffee with Dr. Stewart. We are talking about exosomes. It's very uh, goes in hand in hand with stem cell therapy that Dr. Stewart offers in his clinic, and it's. Had- Quite a bit of, uh, what do you say, experience lately, (laughs) this (laughs) past year with it. You know, Dr. Stewart, I always like to look on the internet and you give us, this is what it is. But this was an interesting, you know, put more simply, exosomes are how cells communicate, which you said. Right. For example, we we can communicate by writing small notes to each other electronically, otherwise known as email exosomes are a way for one cell to email another. Would that be a simple simple way to put it? The message may be how to behave or what's happening in the local area, or it can even be something like a computer virus that hijacks the other cell.
1: Well, that's the body itself. So those are the cells that are specific to a single organ. Okay. When we're talking about exosomes coming from a stem cell, which is a cell that has not decided what it's going to be yet, It is sending out communication to any potential organ. Right. And what it's really about is actually growing or regenerating some type of tissue. Mm -hmm. And so it's sending out repair factors. Now, those factors can include growth hormones. Mm -hmm. They can include pro inflammatory, excuse me, anti inflammatory cytokines, which means chemical messengers to calm inflammation, which is huge. Right. They can include messenger RNA, which are the molecules that go into another cell and code to produce a protein, Mm -hmm. which can be more exosomes and more growth factors.
0: Right, which would be wonderful. So
1: it's self-perpetuating. Wow. And so what typically the FDA likes is the fact there's not cells there that can risk transmission of cancer right okay now ultimately we've screened our stem cells good enough I think that what's going to be the future of exosomes when we're really dealing with this is that we're using it in conjunction with stem cells okay now here's the deal the biggest part of most of these therapies is you've got um, a physician who's guessing okay Meaning, if That's you've got you. if you've got a big pocketbook, he's going to try to sell you some exosomes. homes. And right. I don't mean that ugly, and I'm not talking about anybody in particular. And, and I might hair have,
0: that might be worth it. Well, and, and, hair, things and like that; those are
1: easy. Right. You know, those are easy to see. Or I've got too many wrinkles. Right. You know, or or my stuff doesn't work. You know, I understand that kind of stuff, and I'm not trying to belittle that
0: problem. Right.
1: But what we wanted to do is to make sure that not only were these types of therapies um, available to the common person but also available to people who really were desperate. Okay. Okay. Now the biggest problem in both stem cells and exosomes is there's a new rule out by the FDA. It's called the 531
0: rule. Okay.
1: And by September of 2020, all stem cell companies or stem cell product companies have to be registered with the FDA.
0: Well, they should be, right.
1: Well, and that's going to create a lot of problem in the marketplace. Okay. Okay. Because I think there's going to be some companies that can't afford the application fee. Right. Okay. Now, with that being said, that should clean up the um, the purity of the product because mm-hmm. there have been some stuff, if you look in the stem cell literature and right. the news and the media, of some mistakes. So well, I it's think just like
0: supplementation. To, you I, have to pay correct. for yeah. your testing, your third-party testing.
1: Correct. And so... That's going to be going down. So, the problem is, we want to make sure that we're bringing high quality uh, product. Absolutely. And with these things being not cheap, we also want to know that we're choosing the right product for you. Right. So, what we did um, is we decided that there were um, uh, six major markers.
0: Okay.
1: Three for neurological disease. You're
0: talking about genetics. Genetics. Genes.
1: And three for immunological disease that we could utilize to determine whether exosome therapy, stem cell therapy, or both combined would be the most likely therapeutic approach for you. Okay. The three neurological components for people with neurological disease, you know, when we follow the protocol that we follow, which is inflammation control, Mm -hmm. autophagy, um,
2: consideration,
1: methylation, and mitochondrial support and detoxification, we can... Uh, there's about sixty to seventy percent of people that can heal themselves.
0: They get right? get, wh- they get good
1: good re- results, right? But there's this thirty to forty percent of people that just nag at me because no matter what we do,
0: <laughs> I'm trying they but it's can't, not working. They can't heal, right?
1: And so what we looked at were three neurotrophic factors. Neuro neurotrophic factors are factors that essentially um, deliver nutrition to nervous system entities. One is called synapsin. Okay. The second is called brain-derived neurotrophic factor, and the third is called nerve growth factor. Okay. Now, when we started looking at those genetics, what we were able to see, and especially we started in autism, mm-hmm is that the kids who could not heal in autism were not improving. We saw 88% of them had a weakness in one of those neurotrophic factors.
0: One of those genes.
1: Right. So what that meant is that they did not have the proper delivery of the nutrition to the nerves to be able to heal. Ah. Okay. So in that scenario, if we have that, we know in that child, we either need to use an exosome or a stem cell to help that child. The same thing happened in adults who were having neurodegenerative disease. They were deteriorating their system with inflammation or damage. But the problem with their progression of the disease was not the damage, it was the fact that they couldn't heal back from the damage they did. Right. And so that's where we were able to identify using those specific genes who needs stem cells and who needs exosomes or who needs both.
0: Well, you often talk about the, you know, you have success with your patients with the stalling if, if of a Correct. degenerative disease. But that's not good
1: enough anymore.
0: So you think that we might be able to reverse? We, we are
1: already seeing a lot of
0: that. Okay, so here's where, where people want to hear like a, a example patient, a case study. Okay,
1: so let me take, uh, so I have 14 Lou Gehrig's patients. Wow. Wow. And 14 Lou Gehrigs that I've been working on for probably about 14 to 15 months. Okay. Okay. Now, almost every one of those patients, um, well, there was one patient that was progressing out of the 14 when I used the standard therapeutics of nutrition and a couple of prescription medicines. They didn't worsen, but they didn't get better. Okay. Okay. And so I then, and I'm talking about using certain medications, certain IVs like IV vitamin C and right. glutathione. But they didn't progress. Now, there was one patient that was progressing, but she had concomitant Lyme's, which means she also had Lyme's disease at the same time. Okay. So, um, basically, I was getting frustrated that they weren't worsening, but they weren't improving. Right. And so, obviously, we started with stem cell therapy. So, we did stem cell therapy on 14 of them. This is through IV. mm, With stem cells. And a lot of the patients felt way better. In fact, most of them did. And four of them actually started improving their functionality. All right. Okay. But the problem with um, people who had these neurotrophic factors that were not strong, which was every one of the the Lou Gehrig's patients, is that that stem cell was good enough, but these people who were very ill for a long time Mm -hmm. were not very fertile soil, Ah. even if we nutritionally helped them.
0: just doesn't deliver. Okay.
1: So we took four of the patients, and this was about, oh, I want to say about 10 weeks ago. Okay. Between eight, well, between nine and 12 weeks. And we decided on four of the people who did not progress and the one lady, excuse me, three of the people that did not progress and the one lady who was progressing, and we decided to give them a high dose of exosomes. When you say high
0: dose, what is how much? Five
1: cc's. Five cc's. Of exosomes. And what happened is I just got a report... From the lady who was progressing today that she no longer has swelling in her feet. She is moving better. Wow. She essentially has way more energy and she wants to know when she can come back and get another dose.
0: And how often can you get it?
1: The answer is we don't, I mean, you can get it every week if you want to, but you might not be able to afford it. It's not cheap stuff, but you're not going to hurt yourself with it. Okay. Okay. And then the other three people started to improve, too. Now, by no means do we have them that's, cured.
0: That's only 9-12 weeks, so... But if
1: you knew, and the reason I choose the Lou Gehrig's patients, when they get diagnosed, they're handed a prescription for their wheelchair and told them to get their affairs in order. Right. So, we are very excited about the potential, and I only mentioned that group because that is such a devastating disease. Right. Okay. So the long and the short of it is we know that in neurodegenerative disease, no matter what you're dealing with, stem cells and exosomes have a place. Mm -hmm. What you don't want to do is throw money. The biggest risk to those therapies is actually them not working. Right. And essentially losing, I don't want to say losing face, but losing the confidence of the patient in you. You want to choose it right. You want to give them... um, some objective information on why we chose the therapeutic we chose. And right. I'm telling you, you have to do something to expect something.
0: Well, and I, I like the fact that you choose, you're choose choosing patients right now that have no hope. No well, one's, you have to. And, That's where you start. And what about patients that see you for, you know, just general neuroimmune syndromes, but they still have a tough time. They're Well, the wonderful and, thing
1: is the other three markers were the immune markers. So this right. is tumor necrosis factor, STAT4, and CTLA4. What's wonderful about exosomes is they have no uh, inflammatory agents. So they, so they are don't... highly anti-inflammatory. Gotcha. And so when we put those in there for autoimmune diseases, mm-hmm. it almost like it just turns a switch.
0: So like a fibromyalgia patient right. or someone with chronic pain. Chronic pain,
1: lupus.
0: Um... I'll be there next week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what it does is it just shuts the inflammation down.
0: I mean, you do a great job of that before this came along. We
1: try to. The problem is, is that... Um, God made some great off switches for the body. And when they're broken genetically, we have some things to help, but they're not near as good as what he
0: made. Yeah, like our PEA, soothe, you know, C-C-B-D, CBD. Uh, Low
1: dose nitrexone. Right. Those are all great things, but they're not as good as what he
0: and made. And is that something that you use in conjunction with of course. the exosomes? Because Absolutely. they can't just expect to. And when you medicine. put
1: exosomes in there, you're asking the cell to heal itself. So you got to have great nutrition with it. So this right. is a package deal. Okay. So what I tell, if I'm seeing a new patient, what I tell them is, hey, listen, we're going to look at your genetics, we're going to get your nutrition, if we have have enough time, we're going to get your nutrition right, and we're going to give you up to six months to heal yourself, or at least show us that you're doing
0: it. So nutritionally, get them before the exercise. Right, and we're going
1: to give you six to nine months to prove to us whether you can heal yourself. If you can, we're all happy, everybody's happy. right. We're also go now. We're starting to get these new markers that tell us whether we can expect that patient to heal or not, right? And whether we need to boost them. Okay, makes
0: sense. And that that's where the exosomes and the now, stem unfortunately,
1: cells. you know, you're talking about stuff that's not easy to come by, and it does run, you know, in our clinic anywhere from two thousand to five thousand dollars of treatment. So it's pretty expensive. Well,
0: anything that can help those patients. Oh, but that's a lot. I mean, we're doing we're doing studies
1: on it, so it's right. a lot cheaper. Uh, Than what you'll see other places. Um, what I'm just going to encourage you is just to be careful with it. Don't don't get
0: ripped off. Oh, that's know? with anything. If you go get Botox, you never know if you're going to get good Botox or bad. You know, it's it's that's a little bit more simplified. But you're injecting something into your right. body. You have to do your education.
1: Now, the only frustrating thing as of today, we do not have approval to do stem cells in children under 15.
0: Okay, that's good to know. Um,
1: we it appears that we will be able to do exosomes. We're making sure of that. But right. Um, other than that, um, oh boy, if you can't tell, I'm pretty excited about it.
0: Well, yeah, like yeah. I said on the stem cell show, like when you were with methylation, you are you know, 15 years ago, it was, um, I see the fire in your eyes again sure. going, well, because. Well, I like to help people. You're, you've been a long way in your career and, you know, sometimes I'm sure that gets frustrating you sure. know, when you have those patients that, that are counting on you, so. Yep. All right, Dr. Stewart, always fascinating. Everybody, please visit coffeewithdrstewart.podbean.com for all our episodes. We've got 45 now, and we hope that you have a beautiful and blessed day. Thank you. Bye-bye.
2: This show is intended for general information and entertainment purposes only. Dr. Stewart serves as the chief science officer and lead formulator for neurobiologics and advises you to consult with your own medical professional on any information given during this programming. This information is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease or medical condition.